going on, everybody? Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Sip and See. It's none other than your buddy Duke here, and I am so excited to be back. I know it's been a minute, but life, life just be lifing. Life just, that's all I can say about that. So this episode is going to be really great because I've got a special guest to break down the Real Housewives of Atlanta season 11 finale oh my god this show has been on since november it is april are you serious right now it's <laughs> just a hot ass mess my guests this week i'm so excited to have them on none other than dr john paul dr john paul is a speaker writer and social justice educator who focuses on issues related to gender, race, and media. They have been featured on sites like NBC News, BuzzFeed, Vox, and Attention, and has written for Afropunk, Out, Essence, and MTV News. Be sure to follow and read their articles that are available all over their social media. Um, you can follow them at Dr. John Paul. Spell out the word, child. D-O-C-T-O-R-J-O-N-P-A-U-L. And of course, all the information will be in the information box wherever you're listening. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Um, now, there was an issue with this week's episode. The audio from the beginning is missing, but... They won't let me be great, whatever. So the episode is going to jump in right where we started talking about the very beginning. We're still getting into the topics of the finale. It's just we're missing the very beginning. I asked a question about what franchises that they watched, um, who was their favorite housewife, all of that. So without further ado, let's hop right into the middle of the episode. can only take in Atlanta. So <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand. It's just a lot. It's you know, I I it's funny because my partner loves uh quite a few of them. I know he watches New York, I know he watches New Jersey, um, and I know he watches Beverly Hills. If he watches any of the other ones, I'm not hundred percent sure which ones those are. But I know for myself, it's just really hard for me to listen to people who don't seem to have any money problems complain about other things in their life. I don't know. I don't think that sounds shallow of me, but it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, girl, you have close to a million dollars in your bank account. Like, why is someone talking about your dress a whole episode? Like, I just can't do it. So (laughs) it just, for me, like I said, with Atlanta, the only reason why I watch the show is because I really love candy. I've always loved candy. Um, I've always loved. And then when they announced that Ava was going to be on there, I was like, bet I'm definitely here for Ava. Um, So there's just, it was, those are really the only two things that were holding me to the show. Um, But overall, yeah, I I definitely, um, I I definitely don't really do too many of the other ones. So that's probably smart. That's very smart because I watch them all for the most part, and it is a lot. And you <laughs> add in being on Twitter and around other Twitter Housewives fans, and you just become overwhelmed because the yeah. Housewives world—they are very dedicated. It's almost like a cult. I would, wow. I would equate it to the Beehive. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or okay. even what, whatever Cardi B stands are, Nicki Minaj. It is mm-hmm. brutal out here. But, you know, I, yeah. I appreciate somebody that is in it. Yeah. So I appreciate that. So who is your favorite housewife, if you had to pick one? If I had to pick one, I would say at this point right now, I'm loving Shamari. I know that a lot of people don't give her her <laughs> roses because she's not at the level of like a, a per se. Like, again, I know they're reintroducing Kenya. Um, I don't know if Phaedra's coming back. But I do know that like what I love about. So this is my thing. I would say it's a. <sighs> I know you said one, but I'm going to say two. Shamari and Ava are definitely my favorites for different reasons. Shamari reminds me a lot of my family. Um, mm-hmm. She reminds me a lot of my cousins, a lot of the girls that I know that I hung out with when I when I grew up, where I grew up. Um, and she, even though she has a little bit of change in her pocket, I just feel like she's never changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the one thing I've really liked about her is that she's been real about her marriage. She's been real about being a mother. She's been real about the struggle she's had with being you know, a mother and her marriage. And I love 
that. Uh, same with Ava. While I know that they were trying to craft an, uh, a, a crafty, I want to call it a crafty narrative around mm. her and her money woes, um, I just love the fact that, you know, my husband, me and her, when we were watching, you know, this last scene in the last episode, we were looking at her apartment. We were going, oh my God, her apartment, her condo looks just like our condo. Like it's very like us in a way. Like I just feel right. like I connect with her in a very, in a way that I don't connect with Candy or a way that I don't connect with Cynthia. Um, but yeah, so I just would have to say Shamari is my, probably my number one A spoon coon right now. Mm -hmm. But I would say Ava comes in at a close second. I so. mean, all of these people have more money than I do. So hello, I can't even bother. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just can't. I can't even yeah. imagine. So it's nice to watch. Um, a lot of people refer to the housewives as, you know, aspirational um, type of viewership or whatever. We kind of want what they have, which I wouldn't necessarily say that I want what they have, but it is nice to see. Mm -hmm. And Eva's money problems compared to my money problems, two different scales. So I Definitely. can't even, I can't even compare. But I yeah. do agree with you. I do think Shamari was a great addition. I feel she kind of, at least especially during these last couple of episodes, she kind of wandered away and it's like, I almost forgot she was there. Yeah. But I did enjoy her. I definitely mm -hmm. enjoyed her moments of being intoxicated and throwing up on Eva's shoes. And just, she just My seems shoe. happy. <laughs> Sorry. She's just mm -hmm. happy go lucky. And I can appreciate that. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. So, one mm -hmm. more question What would be your top moment from, you can be Atlanta or any other show that you've, any other franchise you've watched? What would be your top moment from the show? Okay, so I will say that one of my top moments, even though I don't watch the show, I still always go back um, to when uh, the Judy Che woman, what is her name? Teresa. This is the thing I'm talking about. Is she Jersey or New York? Because again, Teresa, I don't watch yes, her. Jersey. Teresa, she's Jersey. The moment where old girl flipped that table over when she <laughs> called that woman a prostitution whore and flipped that table over, uh. I still to this day live for that moment because we've all been there. We've all been there at that point where we wanted to jump up. And another one, my husband showed me the clip of, um, there's actually quite a few moments, but I'm, I know you're asking me for one specific moment and I'm all over the place, girl. But the moment <laughs> where you would think with all the joy that I have in my voice that I watch these, these, uh, other <laughs> I'm, I'm think I'm side-eyeing you right now. Yeah, but I don't watch them. I really don't watch them. I just know them from my husband. But the moment where old girl threw that cup at, I guess, her her sister in Beverly Hills, the two of them, when they were having that talk at the table, and she broke that glass and almost oh, came over. Oh, you're talking about Lisa Rinna and Kim yeah. Richards. Okay, yeah. Well, whoever it was, those two moments specifically give me life because I have been... In each of those situations where I was close to flipping somebody's <laughs> table over or coming across the table with the broken glass. And I, I again, I don't condone any of what those those women are doing on those shows, mm -hmm. but I definitely have been there and I think we all have been. So that's the only reason why I will say that those are my top moments. Listen, but yeah. Kim Richards was talking about Lisa Rinna's husband and Lisa Rinna had had it. And she said, don't talk about my fucking husband. And she broke that glass <laughs> and was about to come across that table. And the way them white women scurried away from that table. <laughs> uh, there is a gif of Kyle that, that's running out of the door in that scene that I use quite often. <laughs> and it's just like, what? I don't, I can't, I've always, my goal in life before I die is yeah. to be somewhere where they are filming a show. You know, there's always background people in a restaurant. Right. And there, I want to be around when something like that happens mm -hmm. so that I can give my best, oh my God face and I practice mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I'm hoping for it that I'm going to be, you know, in Nobu one day and right. Beverly Hills is filming and they start fighting and I'm just in the yeah. background. So. Like just looking, sipping tea. I know if you're in Atlanta, you can get lucky enough. I know when I was in Atlanta, we had seen, um, we had we had heard of folks like from some of the places we had went to. A lot of the places that we had went to, they said that they came in frequently. And so I'm pretty sure if you're in just in the right place at the right time with some of these franchises, you can definitely find yourself in the middle of the mess that they they brew up in each of the episodes. So, oh, gosh. Well, mm -hmm. speaking of mess, let's start with this episode okay <laughs> so the finale is here it's been a long season i feel like it was like 3464 episodes <laughs> um but it was only 20 and 
Oh, only 20. Lord. Only 20. And we have a three-part reunion all month of April. Yeah. <sighs> so let's start. So we're only going to touch the high points of it. Let's start with Portia's baby shower. Yeah. Now, Portia this season has been, she's, you know, she's got new life. It literally Mm -hmm. breathed into her. She's pregnant. She's been in this new relationship. And she just hasn't really cared. (laughs) She's been on a cloud. And I was excited. I feel like this is just a new Portia. We know the last couple of seasons have been rough. Right. The whole sex dungeon, the nonsense with Phaedra, last season trying to build her way back into the group. And now she's, it kind of feels like Portia's on top. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, no. So I wouldn't give her on top. What I would (laughs) say is that I think Portia has become the girl that we've always kind of known her to be. Mm -hmm. Um, She is definitely one of those people where so this is the thing like even when she was with Cordell I would always look at her and I'd be like okay she is she's a hood chick and and I think oh, it's yeah. okay to say that like I don't I don't say that to be disparaging to her I think I embrace the hood chick I have a lot of friends who are very very well educated good jobs you know they make a lot of money and they're still hood chicks and I love that about it and I I've, I've kind of always waited for Portia to come into that. And it's like, you can still have a little bit of change in your pocket. You can still be well to do and still be hood. And I think that Portia has always been a little, you know, a, she's just been, a, and I don't say this again, I don't mean it to be disparaging, but you know, she's been rough around the edges. And I love that about her. I appreciate that about her. And I wished, and like, you know, her first, the introductions of, you know, maybe I think she came in what, season four, season five, mm-hmm. when they introduced her, I wish that she would have just came out and said, yeah, I got a little bit of money, but I'm also a little, you know, a little rough around the edges and Cordell is just an accessory of who I am or whatever, but, um, or extension of who I am. But what I will say is that I I'm happy. She's happy. Um, I don't have anything negative to say about her. I still, I, I, like you said, side, I still side eye the hell out of her for the whole candy fiasco that happened last season and Mm -hmm. how, how joyfully she was willing to kind of engage in that, you know, specifically knowing that a lot of that was based in anti-queer rhetoric. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just kind of made me real suspicious of her and her intentions. But this season, I just feel like, you know, she's got a baby. She found her husband, even though her husband seems real sketch to me. Mm. Um, yeah, I just I I outrightly will say it. He's he's super sketched to me, and I feel like there is going to come a point where you know. So this is the thing. Every time Candy seems to say something about someone and the connection that they have, it immediately comes out that she's a hundred percent right, and no one ever wants to give her her roses around that. So. You know, she talked about Cynthia's ex-boyfriend and how shady he was and where is he? Like, I think right. about that a lot. So the fact that Candy was kind of like she had reservations around this person and the fact that I feel like that's what I was also feeling like, too. And I know I'm probably getting far away from what you asked me to talk about. But the idea that Candy's not coming to any of the events that that she has knowing he's going to be there, something's there for me. Like, I keep thinking to myself, like, there's more, I feel like there's more that Candy knows about him than what we know about him, mm-hmm. if, if that's, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, again, if Portia's, you know, my mom used to always say, if she like it, I love it. So if Portia's happy, then I'm happy. I think Candy, Candy is born and raised in Atlanta. And as we've seen in previous seasons, Candy seems to know everybody. <laughs> Like regardless mm-hmm. of how cool far with everybody too. Exactly. She knows somebody mm-hmm. that knows somebody that knows you. And right. this stems back, I don't know if you remember from season three, I wanna say, when Sheree yeah. and that love doctor yeah. was on the show and Candy knew who he was. And mm-hmm. it's like Candy just knows everybody. And again, the nonsense with him, Candy knew about it. So right. I definitely side eye Dennis. Yeah. I don't think that and this is just my opinion that this hot dog kingdom is, <laughs> I don't know. No, you said hot dog kingdom. I mean, I the hot dog sad. king, I don't know how legitimate the throne oh, is. Oh, oh that's But a I don't know. Somebody, you know, needs to figure that out. Um, but yeah, I am happy that Porsche is happy. Yes. Do I see it staying this way? I don't know. I can't really say, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, we can only. See I don't. It. I don't. I just don't. I don't see it. But yeah, go off, sis. If she's happy, I'm happy. I mean, and she's apparently she's getting married at the end of the year. I mean, I just hope that 
there's a good prenup involved. Correct. And, you know, they'll figure out mm -hmm. the rest. So this baby shower. Yeah. Now, we know Portia is fabulous. She does all these grand things. But this baby shower was just a hot ass mess. They're it just, was tacky. It was very tacky. And production is very shady because they will <laughs> show like random pieces of paper flying off and trash and things blowing over. And it was just, it seems like they put it together in like a week. Mm -hmm. And that was, they went to the Dollar General and Party City and just got what was left and put it together. And it just looked like a hood event. <laughs> and that's, yeah. That's, that's yeah, the only it, way that it, I could describe it. Like your cousin Pookie and them having a gender reveal, stopped by grandma's house in the backyard. And that's what this is. And, you know, everybody was there. Portia had a meltdown. Um, the part, <laughs> this is a sign when you know your event is going downhill. If you ask your party planner, for an update or specifics or what's going on. And they are like, um, well, um, yeah, this isn't, they couldn't do this. And they like, why you are the party planner? Why are you right. being, you know, hesitant and shy and all of this? This is your, your name is on this. And it was just yeah. a catastrophe. It was. And I think for me, the other thing, like, I don't know, I don't know how much money they put into it. You know, I, I don't want to assume that they went the cheap route, but I also don't want to assume that they gave a lot of money to it. I just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if this is, that's the thing that always strikes me with a lot of this is like, I'm always kind of caught between like, is this done for camera time or is this done for, you know, or is this genuinely just an event that went wrong for her? Like, I don't, I don't really know, but I just kind of felt like looking at even the way that he didn't, I didn't feel like he was sure of himself. Like I, even for me, right. Like I'm not rich by any means, but I've been around a lot of party planners and you can tell when they walk into the room, how sure they are mm -hmm. of their work and the stuff that they put for. And even in the clip, when they did that throwback clip where she was like really excited and dancing around, I didn't get this air from the party planner that he was just like this boss party planner of Atlanta was going to do this like major event for her. It seemed like she was giving him ideas and he was like, oh, okay. And he was trying to do what she asked him to do. Right. So I don't know. I just, I, I genuinely like off the top, I guess I read people's energy. I read in energy too much. And even off that little clip, I was like, yeah, I would have probably went with somebody off, somebody else just based off of that little interaction I had with him as we were talking about what I wanted to do because I didn't feel like he was even sure of what he wanted to do. Yeah, I feel like, now that I think about it, I feel like that was just, you know, Dennis's cousin that plans parties sometimes. Probably. And he yeah. was like, oh, I can throw it together for you for $500. Yep, yep. <laughs> and this is what you got. Yep. Um, so in the end, they found out that... Um, they were having a baby girl. The baby girl is already here. They named her Pilar, which I think is adorable. Mm -hmm. um, and my biggest question is, who's going to clean up all that paper in the yard? All that pink paper. <laughs> who's cleaning Whose it up? house were they at? That's the other question I had. Whose house was that? Was that her mom's house? That's a great question. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think it was her mom's house. It might have been. I mean, they all got pretty big houses, so they, I get this it. This is true. Um, but yeah, I don't know who cleaned up all that pink paper, but shout out to you. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> um, so let's move on to the the highlight of the episode, which was Cynthia's wine cooler event. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Why did you say it like that? Well, it is. It's a wine cooler. <laughs> it's, just, it's a wine. Just petty. I don't even know what the name. I I don't drink wine coolers, but you know. It was Seagram's. See, okay, okay. It was the Seagram's, and I don't know. I don't. She. I don't think she even said what. Did she say what flavor? I it would was. bet it's probably peach. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She said it was a new flavor that she and Seagram's had, had dreamed up or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't remember there being uh, a flavor. So undefined flavor. Maybe it's like yeah. the air, whatever it's called, Airheads mystery flavor. Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. You know what? You uh, Shout out to you because you were 100% right. It's Juicy Peach. <laughs> of course it is Juicy Peach. Of I am so mad at you for that. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so they're having this event. It's the finale event, which is normal for all of these shows. Everybody's there. Um, and b- it, early in the episode, which we didn't talk about, but Nini is having an issue with Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Because, as we know, Kenya is not on the show this season. Right. Way back last year, we saw her on Instagram. She was like, she was still talking to, you know, Bravo executives trying to work out and, you know, negotiate a contract. Didn't work out. She wasn't on the show. And I feel like her presence was missed. Yeah. And we didn't well, get to see, you know, her pregnant and new marriage. We kind of missed out, missed out on all of that as fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I think it's part part of me felt like it was done intentionally because of how private her her new husband is, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say new. They've been married for almost a year now at this point. But her and her husband, like her husband, seems to be somewhat very kind of like low key about what he does and what moves he makes and things. And so I almost feel like it was kind of a way for them to kind of you know in a way and i don't want to i don't know like in a way it felt like they were like low-key trying to consummate their marriage in the first year because i mean when you are a reality television star and you're having a child and you just freshly got married it's very easy for the blogs and for all these different places to start speculating about your you know who you are who your husband is or where you all where you all are in your relationship so i almost wonder if it was kind of like uh as much as she said we can't come to we can't come to an agreement with my contract i almost wonder if it was a personal thing where her husband was like we need to take a back seat for a year so we can fill this out Mm -hmm. before you get back on the show and which i totally respect and you know i'm not i'm not i'm not chastising him or saying anything about him i personally just feel like it's a really smart move for both of them to be able to get to know each other outside of the the television cameras but i also worry too like her coming back and then making the re-entry for her like how she's going to be able to balance knowing that now these women not only have shots that they can take at her, but also shots that they can take at her child and shots that they can take at her husband. Like those mm-hmm. are the things they were already taking shots at her husband last season. So I'm thinking to myself, like now you have a baby in the mix and, and like, for instance, like a Marlo, Marlo was low. Like I don't care what anybody says Marlo has no soul. And she, <laughs> I, I would tell her to her face. She has no soul. And so I don't I I would not be surprised if Marlo would say something out of pocket about her child and cause, you know, Kenya to want to jump over a table, you know, circa Teresa Judice, you know. So I don't know. It's just it's just it's very I don't is it a blessing? Has it has it sucked that Kenya wasn't on the show? Yes. Do I love Kenya? No. But does she make great TV? Yes. Um, But I, I, I just worry a little bit now knowing that. You know, these women, a lot of them, I wouldn't say a lot of them, two of them, Nini and, you know, Marlo, they seem to be very, they, they have no problem with taking low shots at Kenya. And I worry that that's going to, that, that will come back to bite her in the ass, you know, next season. So, yeah, I, I agree because as we know, Kenya jumped into this marriage really fast. Mm-hmm. Like it came out of nowhere, at least from the viewer's standpoint. Like yeah. all of a sudden she was married, she wasn't showing him. And then she's pregnant. She's not on the show. So I agree with you. She take she took this time to kind of enjoy being married for the first time for her. Yeah. And being pregnant for the first time. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of... I, I've never been married, but I would imagine that it would be very stressful in the first year of marriage to have a camera in your face. Yes. Documenting your life and you're pregnant and trying to get to know, in a sense, your mm-hmm. husband because mm-hmm. you're doing mm-hmm. a lot of first as a couple and all of this. So I I, I appreciate that, that point of view because that makes sense. That does make mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So, however, <laughs> Nini has an issue with Kenya. Yeah. A lot of behind-the-scenes drama since Kenya was not on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I believe Kenya had a baby shower. Yeah. And... A few of the ladies were invited. It was not filmed for TV. But, of course, Nene wasn't invited because there was some Instagram drama, which is just it's just so high school to me. Like, <laughs> you're mad at drama. On, you're mad at something. Somebody said something on Instagram about you. I yeah. mean, get serious. Yeah. Um, and Nene feels like Cynthia is taking sides, which is a common, which is a familiar story that Nini has said when it comes to Kenya that she doesn't feel loyal 
um, like Cynthia's loyal to her, but I, I just I'm confused. And I'm a Nini fan. I will support Nini until the end. I will say when she's wrong, which she was wrong, but yeah. I just feel like Nini is being very childish. Yeah. So that's something I've been processing a lot this season. So I will say this, and I don't say this to be petty or jabby, but I've I've said I truly believe that Nene needs to go to counseling. Um, and I believe that there are a lot of, like, I don't know what other issues she has outside of the stuff that she's brought to the show. But a lot of people, like, I always say, people will tell you who they are if you just genuinely listen to them. And I've I've watched Nene in a lot of spaces and a lot of times really show us that there's a lot more going on with her than what we initially know and what we see and what we understand. And so when I say that she needs to go to counseling, the idea that she's telling Cynthia that she's like, I need you here for me right now. I need you here for me right now. It's like, yeah, girl, we all need a friend, but it sounds like you need somebody who's a little bit more trained and being able to help you with whatever you're going through. That's literally how I felt walking away from that interaction that they had at the table last night. Like, I've had friends who have been going through things and then they'll come back to me and say, I'm really sorry that I put that off on you. And I'm like, yeah, I knew you needed to go talk to somebody. And I think that that's literally what I feel like with Nini. I feel like, you know, it needs to be for her. It needs to be normalized that whatever she's dealing with, with Greg, I still feel like there's unresolved tension between her and Greg from the last time they split up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just, there's all these things that have, that Nini has built around her. And then she puts them off on other people as if it's other people's responsibility to clean it up for her. And it's like, no girl, you need to do some of your own self work and be able to get out of that situation. But I don't know. Like I just, I kept listening to Nini last night and I kept shaking my head because there, there's a part of me that feels like Nini will never, one will never be happy with herself. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, no matter what she does, it's like, it's not enough for her. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you got that onus from her, but it's like, no matter what she does, it's like, she has to prove that she's Nene Leakes. And it's like, girl, you're Nene Leakes. Like you shouldn't have to walk into a room and tell people that you're Nene Leakes. Like we get it. And so at the same time with her saying like, I need my friend to be here with me. It's like, you should trust Cynthia enough to know that Cynthia has got your back because she's always had your back. And each time that you've fallen out with Cynthia, it's because it's been something you've done to make Cynthia want to fall out with you. It has never been, like, I know Cynthia, I've heard people say things, and the thing I want to be really cautious about is I am not bad-mouthing Cynthia because, one, she follows me on social media, and, two, she's best friends with a really good friend of mine. So I have to be real careful what I say about Cynthia. But what I will say is that Cynthia is notorious and is really good at straddling the lines when when it comes to conflict, Mm -hmm. which I don't believe blame her for. I've I've seen Cynthia dance on both sides of the line in terms of conflict. And I feel like that's, in my opinion, what a good friend is supposed to do. When she said immediately, when she said, I'm not putting myself between you and Kenya's drama, that would have been a signal for me like, oh, you know, she's she's ride or die for both of us. That means she's loyal to me and she's loyal to her. So now it's up to me to figure out what my tension is going to be between Kenya and myself. Like, I just, I don't, think it's a I'm ultimately trying to say I don't think a good friend would ever put you in a situation where you felt like you had to choose between someone else right and I feel like Nini has done that to Cynthia on several occasions throughout this franchise and it bugs me to no end to believe that Nini who is saying she wants her friend to be good to her is doing exactly the opposite of what she's asking Cynthia to to do like it just rubs me the wrong way in the grand scheme of things this isn't a big issue. No, it's, it's really not. It's because Nini is very Nini gets in her own way. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. said, she's she one of her taglines, it might have been her first one. No, I don't know. Anyway, one of her taglines in the past was when I walk into a room, I own it. So, for her to walk into a room and just the mere presence of someone yeah. shakes you. Yeah. And it's so evident that you are bothered. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so basically, Nini feels like Cynthia's not being a good friend because she's friends with Kenya for whatever right. reason. Now, we don't know what's what their relationship, um, Cynthia and Kenya's relationship is like um, this past year or whatever. But for me, I, I don't feel like Cynthia is the type of person 
to do anything manipulative, to go and, you know, tell Kenya one thing about Nini and tell Nini one thing about Kenya. I don't get that vibe from right. Cynthia. She doesn't strike me as the type of person. But it was just, I feel like it's very difficult being Nini's friend. Yeah. <laughs> because Nini is the type of person where if I don't like you, none of my friends can like you. Right. If right. if I'm mad at you, then all of my friends need to be mad at you. Yeah. And because she's not getting that from Cynthia, because Cynthia just doesn't care. She doesn't right. care that you're mad at her. I, Cynthia's like, I'm going to invite, invite both of you. If one of you don't want to come because the other one is there, that's your problem. Uh-huh. So they're at the party. Everyone's having a great time. And then all of a sudden, we hear a laugh. <laughs> and the laugh is familiar. The voice, the tone of the voice is familiar. It's none other than Kenya Moore. She yeah. walks in. I believe they said she was eight months pregnant. She walks in with Candy. And immediately, like I said earlier, Nini was bothered. Uh-huh. Just by the mere presence of Kenya has taken Nini from, you know, to this place where now she's mad, she's upset, she doesn't want to be there, she has an attitude, and she's saying some very hurtful and disrespectful things about Kenya being a pregnant right. woman at the time, you uh-huh. know, and we'll get into something else that Kenya did to a pregnant woman, but I mean, Nini did to a pregnant woman, but mm. it's just, it was just, I don't know. I was just so bothered by it. And again, it is tough being a Nini leaks fan because mm-hmm. she just makes it difficult to root for her when right, she's right. being childish for no reason at all. Like mm-hmm. I said on Twitter yesterday that Nini could have, crushed all of this kenya's return was very you know the fans loved it but uh nini could have killed it and not made that such a big deal she just said hey kenya congratulations good to see you have a good night yep and could have and the and the gotcha gotcha was this like okay there have been moments where they have had events in the space where the events are small Mm -hmm. but at this moment the whole entire location where they were was literally it looked like two or three studios so she could have grabbed greg and went to the complete other side of the room right let can you do whatever she's gonna do given smooches or whatever you know and then could have went on about having the rest of her night and it's like nini you ruined your own night like you ruined your own time at this event by being nasty and petty over somebody else being in the space. And like, even with Kenya's response to, oh boy, when, you know, when Greg was trying to say bye, or she was trying to say bye to Greg or whatever, mm-hmm. like just that response was enough to remind me that Kenya's not even thinking about either one of them. Right. Like, she, I, I pray for you, good luck, I hope you feel better, whatever the case may be, and went on about her night. Like, I just don't know how, I, don't, I, I just don't comprehend Nini sometimes. I really don't. So the big drama of the night was whether Cynthia knew Kenya was coming. Now, the background from what I've gathered from Candy has an after show, Nini has an after show, everybody has a goddamn after show. And so first, Cynthia invited Kenya to this event. Yeah. Kenya said she didn't want to come because they were filming the show. And she's not being paid to be there. So what's the point? And she's pregnant. I'm I I'm I'm not I've never been pregnant. So I can't imagine being eight months pregnant, having to drag yourself out of bed to a party, you're probably tired, all of this stuff. So fine. Cynthia is fine with that. Candy says that she thinks Kenya should come. So she talks Kenya into coming. Kenya says, I might come, but don't tell Cynthia. Mm-hmm. So the event comes and we see Kenya walking in, of course, with um, Candy. Mm-hmm. Now, Shady Production pulled together some things. They showed, first they played a little audio clip of a phone call between Candy and Cynthia. Yeah. Um, you know, Candy is saying, I'm mic'd, I'm mic'd, I'm mic'd. And Cynthia says, I just want to make sure we're on the same page with how King you got there. And that's all we heard. 
Um, and then we see a flashback to Cynthia dancing with Mike Hill. And she's like, according to the caption, we couldn't hear the audio, but it said, I'm supposed to pretend that I didn't know Kenya was coming or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Now, with just that alone, it seems shady. Right. It seems like Cynthia knew, which in the grand scheme of things isn't a big idea, but Nini is taking it as you knew and you lied to me, you didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. So that's the big debate on if Cynthia knew that Kenya was coming. And I I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Well, I think it kind of goes back to, so this is the thing with production too. Like I, I've, in my history, I've never worked directly with the television show, but I do remember being on a television show a long time ago and production's real good for editing things in and editing things out. And so these conversations could have happened after the event and it could have seemed as if like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they could have had a conversation about like, I didn't know she was going to come. Like, so please, you know, I want to make sure we're on the same page about how she got there. Mm-hmm. Like they could have used that as a way to set up the, the to set up the moment to make it seem like she was trying to be shady. I mean, production's going to do whatever they can to keep the ratings up. But I, I genuinely believe like, I still feel like, like I, and this is part of me feeling like there was nothing this season for this. There was no, nothing major happened this season for us to get to a season finale, like an explosive season finale. So they needed to do whatever they could to make this season finale a bigger thing than what it was. And ultimately they used this whole, let's reintroduce Kenya right. back into the whole game. And so it just, I don't know. It just, it, it just felt a little like, it, I don't know. It just felt unnecessary it felt pressed for me like it was again it was still good television but (laughs) it was just one of those moments where i'm sitting around and i'm going we're really still here like we're still at a place right now where we're painting kenya to be this villain and where because that's the thing i've always as much as i'm not the biggest i've always said i'm really neutral when it comes to kenya i don't love her but i don't hate her one thing i will say is that i don't believe she's a villain she's notorious for taking people's words and for taking people's actions and basically making people look terrible in their own words and their own actions. That's what she's really good for doing. Um, She's really good for getting a rise out of people. That's just her nature. And so I don't know, like I felt like the entire time that Kenya walked in, yeah, she knew that there was going to be some tension between her and some of the other girls in the space, but I don't even feel like she came into the space as messy as she normally does. She didn't come in with the scepter. She didn't come in with like, she didn't come in being her typical Kenya self. Like she knew she was pregnant. She knew that there was only so much she could do. And for, I just felt like for Nini to make this a whole thing, like I just, I was like, why? Like, why are we still here with the season? And I guess it's just, it's just an homage to how terrible the season was in terms of like the juice of the drama. But yeah. I don't know. It felt, it just felt a little pressed. It yeah, really just felt. There was extra. nothing. There was no big drama that had been brewing for the past couple of episodes. All of this drama came in on the finale. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the issue with Cynthia and Nini, we didn't hear about that all season. We're hearing about it on the finale. There was no, you know, no real resolution with other things because everything had been resolved as far as we right. know. So right. I do agree that the production needed something. And according to um, Candy's after show with Cynthia, she said Cynthia said that the audio that we heard was right before they went in to film that little sit-down with Nini and Tanya. Mm-hmm. So according to Cynthia, she said she called um, Candy because since Candy was technically the one that got Kenya there, she right. wanted them to be on the same page so that there was no issue with, you know, Candy saying, oh, I didn't have anything to do with it. Cynthia wanted to verify that, okay, we're on the same page. You're saying that you got can you hear because that's what you did i didn't uh-huh. know but again production is being shady and how they edited and allegedly kenya i mean cynthia was having conversation on the dance floor with mark mike hill saying i'm supposed to pretend we don't know we didn't hear that audio right but again nini was bothered by kenya's mere presence and wouldn't even let um 
Greg go on the stage to give words when Cynthia called him. You know, Kenya tried to give, you know, some kind words to Greg. She was bothered by that. Mm-hmm. She, I think she said something. She called Kenya a water buffalo. What is she giving birth to? A water buffalo? Like, just being negative. Unnecessary. For no reason at mm-hmm. all. And that's why it is tough being a Nini Leaks fan because she does things like this. And it's like you, it kind of goes back to when she was on stage and she said something about, um, to the heckler about the Uber driver raping them or something. Mm -hmm, She mm -hmm. says things without thinking. Yeah. Terrible things. Mm -hmm. Completely Very terrible things. And the thing will become like if Kenya walked in and said something out of pocket to her off the jump, it would have been an entire fiasco at this event. Like it would have been. So that's the thing I I guess it really irritates me about her and her and her, um, her energy. Like she's real good for poking the bear, no pun intended. Like she's really good at poking the bear. And then when the bear snaps or cracks back at her, it's like, Oh my God, poor me. Look at me. I got bit. And it's like, girl, like you're you, you and, and that's the thing I almost wonder do you hate Kenya because you see so much of yourself in, in Kenya? Like mm. Kenya's real notorious for doing that too. And that's the thing that also makes me makes it very hard for me to say I love Kenya. It's because I know what Kenya's capable of and I've seen K- Kenya say and do some really terrible things to the other girls on the show. Mm. So it's one of those things where it's like I almost wonder if that's the reason why Nini doesn't like her is because she sees so much of herself in her. But also there's a part of me that sees how happy she is and I feel like Nini's just not at that place where she, I don't feel like Nini has ever been a happy person. And again, I don't want this to turn into like Nini dragging hour. Cause it's not, mm-hmm. but it's just ultimately, these are the things that I have noticed as I watched the season, like throughout most of the season, it felt like so much of what was happening around her was so sad. And it's like, girl, like I understand your world is, you know, falling apart because your husband is sick and you feel like your husband's mean to you. And you feel like there's all these other things that are happening but just because that's happening doesn't mean you have to constantly be negative to every single person that wants to truly help you. Right. Like, and, and that's, like I said, like, I just feel like there's a, been a lot of that this season for her. And I just pray she gets whatever help that she needs. So that way she can get through this rough time with her and her husband. That's really it. She that's needs, really all I have to say about Nini. She needs something. So mm-hmm. do you think Cynthia lied? Um, Do you think Cynthia no. knew that Kenya was going to be there? Mm, you know what, though? But, I mean, even if she did, why? You know, my husband asked us a really good... So, for instance, I'll use this as a great example. And it was something... Really, after watching this episode, it really did sink in with me. So, we have mutual friends that are not on good terms with each other. And, you know, when we have events, we'll oftentimes invite both of them. And there becomes this kind of conversation of do you have the eth- the ethical uh, the, eth- the ethical obligation to call one of your friends who's not good with the other friend and say hey so and so just rsvp to come you need to just know that like do we as friends sit in the middle and go why well, invite both of y'all i love both of y'all if y'all come y'all need to work that out and so in this moment it really hit me because someone was you know when they asked that question do we believe that Cynthia knew there becomes this real conversation of like, does Cynthia have the ethical obligation to tap Nini on the shoulder and go, hey girl, like Kenya's coming. I don't know how you feel about that, but you know, if you if you're not happy about it, you know, because then that, that pauses the question. So, so Kenya gets upset, not Kenya, but so Nini gets upset that Kenya's coming. What does Cynthia do, right? Like. <laughs> What is she? What is she? What is she left to do in this situation? And so, I don't know. Like, I just I feel like there comes a time for me. Like I said, I go to events all the time where I know that there are other influencers in the space that I don't like, mm-hmm. and the the organizer really doesn't have an obligation to call me or to email me and say, hey, just so you know, so and so from this television show or so and so from this event is going to be here. You may not, you know, you may want to be careful or you may not want to come too long. Like, I don't feel like they owe that to me. I make the decision to come and whoever is there is an invited guest of the person throwing the event. So I I say all of that to say, does Cynthia have to tell Nini? No. Could she have? Possibly. Yeah, if she felt the need to. But I, I still believe that we should all have, we should all be in a place as adults where we can live and exist in a space with someone for an hour or two that we don't like 
because we are friends with the person who's organizing it and we want that friend to have a good time. Right. And so it, that's why I also feel like Nini is can't be the friend that she wants other people to be to her. Mm-hmm. And so Nini can't go to Cynthia's event and be happy for her regardless of who's there because she's not really a good friend to Cynthia. Nope. <laughs> Cynthia is, as we've seen, is very loyal. There's a friend contract, which was burned. But um, she's very. she was very loyal to Nini in certain aspects. But Nini can't return that to Cynthia. Nini yeah. can't show up to a you know an event and say, I'm so excited for you. I'm happy that you have this new beverage or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't be happy for you because there's somebody that I don't like here and I'm mad at you about it. And, right. you know, it's just very juvenile. It's ridiculous. I just, Nini is just so difficult. <laughs> and that is the word of the day. That is honestly the best way to sum it up in that in, in this in particular moment. Nini is extremely complicated and difficult. And many of the other girls are too. But I feel like a lot of the anger and a lot of the frustration that Nini puts out into the world is anger and frustration that she could resolve by simply just not caring. Like if she just didn't care about certain things, so much of so much in her life would open up. Mm-hmm. Honestly. So much in her life would open up. Nini yeah. has so many fucks to give, apparently. Mm-hmm. Just so I don't many. know why. <laughs> you, I mean, if it were me, if I'm being paid allegedly millions of dollars to just tape a show, go to mm-hmm. a party, you could not there. You could not pay me to be so bothered. Yeah. When I'm being paid to be here, but you know right. that's beside the point. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So I think things were left off after that sit down with Tanya and Nini's upset because she feels like Cynthia's not being a good friend. Who knew? Who didn't know? Maybe we'll find out at the reunion that's going to air feels like the whole month of April. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see it. Yeah. I feel like this might be the actual end of Nini and Cynthia's relationship. Um, because Nini, unless Nini, I feel like Nini's going to have to make the move to realize that she might have over, well, she did overreact. Mm-hmm. Nini's going to have to make that first step. But I feel like Cynthia is such a good friend that Cynthia is going to keep apologizing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be interesting. I'm excited to see the reunion. Um, it's, it's just going to be a lot. Apparently yep. Nini's not friends with anybody except... Shamari and Marlo, which, you know, she was advocating to get Phaedra back on the show. I feel like Kenya's going to be back. It's just next season is going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. And it's just going to be, in in my opinion, a lot of it's going to be old. And that's, I don't say that disparagingly. I just say that it's just I wish we could move past all of this need to. I need my friend to be here so I can be messy you know, er, I can be messy again. And that's kind of what I feel like Nini is doing. Like she's bringing people in to kind of re, um, almost as like her, I don't know, like, like an army, right? Like she's bringing in people in to reaffirm her, her need to be messy to other people. So I don't know. I just, I, w- I pray for Nini a lot. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's I all we can do. A lot. <laughs> I pray for that do. a lot. Um, so who do you think should be come back next season? If okay, you had so power. if I had the power, I'm definitely gonna say um, I would love for. Well, Candy's gonna always come back, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, love Candy. Would love to see Ava come back again. Um, I would love to see Shamari come back again. Um, I am very okay with Cynthia coming back. Would love for them. Oh, um, would love for Old Girl to go away. Um, the one who gives me Leona Lewis vibes. Um, what is her name? <laughs> I need her to go away. Stat. Um, Tanya? I don't know her name. Tanya. Yes. Bye. <laughs> I w- if she never came back to the show, it'd be too soon. She's so uh, happy, though. Oh, I cannot stand that woman. <laughs> she is the epitome of just doing a lot for She's the, When I say, if I, because I, I want to make t-shirts that say, girl, you're doing a lot for so little. If <laughs> <laughs> and she is the epitome 
to me of someone doing a lot for so little. And so I just need her to to, to go away. Um, we can keep Phaedra away. I'm okay with welcoming Kenya back into the circle. Nene, I would give her um, a, a trial basis and give Nene probably six episodes and then <laughs> fade, fade her out the way that they did Portia and, uh, and season, I think it was season eight that they did that. Or no, was it season nine? Season nine when they kind of gave her like five or six episodes and then the rest of the show she was nowhere to be found that's kind of what i would like to do to nini for next season mm-hmm. so but yeah i i like this list i like this list so we've covered everything i just want to say thank you so much for coming on and breaking down this nonsense and this childish juvenile behavior yes. of nini leaks um before we go is there anything that you're working on that you'd like to share where can people find you yeah, on the interwebs? Well, on the interwebs, yes. You can always find me on social media. I'm on all platforms uh, by using the handle at Dr. John Paul. And I have to tell people you have to spell out the doctor. So D-O-C-T-O-R-J-O-N-P-A-U-L. Um, you can also find a lot of my articles on different website platforms. I tend to write a lot about gender, race, media, um, the way that they all align. Um, I've been, in essence, you, you can find me on out. Um, I have a new article getting ready to come out with MTV News in the next couple of days. Um, so that's really cool. But yeah, ultimately, that's all I'm working on. I have a lot of articles that um, that are getting ready to come out, still working on my own book and still working uh, to try to do more and get my voice in different spaces and things. So, yeah. So if you love my uh, commentary and you love the idea and the way that I think about things, then you'll be able to follow me on social media and see and hear more of that. So, yeah, look forward to anybody and everybody who connects. 